Good morning. Welcome to all souls on this beautiful Sunday. This community of common commitment to principles and sources that we covenant to affirm is unlike many other churches in that we understand and have found that we don't have to believe the same things in order to have meaningful spiritual experiences together in a respectful community. Here, questions are as integral as answers. We know that we do not have to think alike to love alike. And we share compassion for the world. Whoever you are, whatever your identity, ability, gender, age, race, origin, orientation, or background, we welcome you here. The membership process is not complicated and does not require uh, professions of faith. Membership is open to all who are willing to support and contribute to the life of this church and who covenant and affirm to promote these principles. The inherent worth and dignity of every person, justice, equity, and compassion in human relations, acceptance of one another and encouragement to spiritual growth in our congregations, a free and responsible search for truth and meaning, the right of conscience and the use of the democratic process within our congregations and in society at large, the goal of world community with peace, liberty, and justice for all, as well as respect for the interdependent web of all existence of which we are a part. General announcements are included in your orders of service on an insert, and uh, we invite you to look those over and maybe take the sheet home with you for future reference. Um, Visitors are welcome at any of our activities, and contact information is also included there. Uh, there's a newcomer information session today following church, and any of you that would like to know a little bit more about us or about um, the denomination or have some questions answered or um, maybe just get to know us a little bit better are invited to be there. Ron, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm doing your spiel for you. We create a web of life. We create a web of life. In the knowledge that to care for the planet is to care for each other, we create a web of life. In the knowledge that to care for each other is to care for the planet, we create a web of life. In the steps we have taken to be kinder to our earth, in the discipline that becomes practice, that becomes habit, we create a web of life. And in the times that we have spoken up, spoken out, walked neighborhoods, written letters, made phone calls, lobbied, sat in meetings, and used our voices for those who could not. We create a web of life. And in the knowledge that we live in the paradox of holding the web in our hands, even as we rest in its embrace, we create a web of life. I'll ask the pre-K and K-1 class to come and join me for the chalice lighting. As Unitarian Universalists, our seventh principle, we covenant to affirm and promote respect for the interdependent web of all existence, 
of which we are a part. We need to take care of the earth, the home we share with all living things. And web tinder turns out to be a more complicated job than we had envisioned. But as she does with all her jobs, she's handling it very, very well. Would you join me, please, in our unison affirmation, which is in your order of service. Stand as you are comfortable. And say those words with me. Love is the doctrine of this church. The quest for truth is its sacrament, and service is its prayer. To dwell together in peace, to seek knowledge in freedom, to serve human need, to the end that all souls shall grow into harmony with the sacred. Thus do we covenant with each other. This week, in the clean-out of the office that Barbara was talking about earlier, we found these wonderful little Earth Day intention cards that people had filled out at the Earth Day service in 2009. We, of course, decided it would be wise to wait two years to do this, to really give you time to, you know, solidify these habits. It had nothing to do with the fact that we forgot them. Um, But I mailed them out this week, and I wonder how many that are here got yours. How are you doing? Would anybody like to tell us how you're doing? Eleonora, I saw your hand up. Would you like to? Okay, so for mom, it was one car, free errand a week then, I take it, or or just... Right, okay, so one errand that you do in your regular life that you could... All right, all right, so she's doing more carpooling, that's good. And then, and then Joshua, you were going to walk and bike more in general, and you're doing that. All right, awesome. Um, anybody else? Want to share? Pat? Well, you, you want to make sure you have the right tree. And also, I will say in Pat's behalf that she did move. So so she was just waiting to plant the tree in the right place. Okay, just a second, Andrew. Um, David. Okay, I don't know if everybody can hear. He said combine your errands, combine your trips. If you're going to one area where everything is located, try and combine all your errands. Okay, Andrew, what about it? Oh, okay, the fluorescent, the, the, the what, was it CF, CFL? Thank you. I know it's, yeah, good deal. Anybody else? Ginger? <laughs> Carol. All right. She ordered an earth flag. She's still waiting to plant the butterfly garden. And this is not to rag on you if you didn't live up to expectations. Just It's kind of a recharging, a renewal. But, but so far, it seems like a lot of people really, really did. Yeah, John. 
That's good. That's wonderful. And I live in Bossier as well, and for those of you who do, you are welcome to bring your stuff to our recycle bin. The, the one that's out there that looks more like a cage, there's a dumpster that's for trash. And then there's a cage-looking thing that says Hughes Recycling on it, and you guys are more than welcome. That's part of the reason was not just for the church's recycling, but for the members who are still waiting for curbside. So... So it sounds like people are doing well. A little bit later today, I'm going to ask you, if you want to, to write some new intentions for the coming year. I did not put the cards in this time, so you're going to write them on your order of service. We're going to do a little bit of recycling on our own. It has nothing to do with the fact that I forgot. And But thank you all so much. Although the problem of bullying in school came sharply to the fore over the past year with several very tragic and highly publicized suicides of young people, it's been a problem for a much longer time, and a unit on bullying has been a part of our curriculum at every age for a few years now. Our second through fifth grade class has been talking about some strategies for dealing with bullies and for stopping the bullying cycle. Who is a bully? A bully is someone who says mean things, who beats people up or takes stuff, who makes fun of people. What does a bully do? Physical hitting, kicking, pushing, stealing, making someone do something they don't do. Verbal, name, calling, teasing, insults. Relationship, not taking, spreading lies. Why do... What's it say? Why do people... Why? Why do people bullying? Power, problems in bullies life. Bully might be... Bullied, they might see it a lot. Responding to a bully. What can what can we do about bullying? If you can, turn the comment into a joke. Respond to the bully evenly and firmly. When they are talking, just stare off into space and later ask what they were talking about. (laughs) How can we prevent bullying? Learn to be proud of your differences. Spend lots of time with your friend. Keep a journal about bullying and, and incidents. In gratitude for this place where we learn to notice, respect... Oh, did someone grab a string? Yeah. In gratitude for this place where we learn to notice, respect, celebrate, and strengthen the connections that join each one to every other one, where the strands of the web become visible to us so that we truly value every thread, we will now accept the gifts of the people.
Thank you, Shane. It was wonderful. Over the years, a number of astronauts have often said that everyone should have the opportunity to see the Earth from space, not just the picture, but to have that experience of backing away from it, seeing our planet get smaller and smaller. I invite you to sit back now, to close your eyes, and try to see it. To fly away from the earth, seeing cities, towns, and villages recede into mountains and plains and oceans, which then recede into this beautiful blue marble that is home to us all, spinning through the galaxy at a perfect distance from the sun. From this view, we can see no borders, no boundaries, nothing that divides us at all. Whatever our many views on who or what created it all, how it got there, we can all see at once how tiny we are in the vast scope of the universe and how rare and precious and how absolutely connected to each other and all life, to the highest and best and holiest. As we move back toward our blue boat home, as the planet looms larger in our field of vision, we can see again the oceans, the physical features of the land, the countries, the borders, the people, the wars, the wants, the bullying, the problems. At this level, down in it, we could easily get stuck in the problems, and yet from that great distance we've somehow seen our part in it, our responsibility to it. We do create this web of life. We are its strength and its flexibility. We value every thread because we are every thread. We protect and improve life for the weakest because their strength is our strength, their weakness and vulnerability our own. Take time now to be aware of those connections, to connect with the highest and best and holiest as it has meaning for you as we enter the silence. For years in this congregation and to a certain extent in the wider Unitarian Universalist Association, we've regularly encountered the question, are we here for social justice or spiritual growth? The best answer, and I think I heard it out there, the best answer to that question is a simple yes. I've never understood how we could possibly have one without the other. There are plenty of opportunities and plenty of outlets for doing social justice work in Shreveport, and God knows there is plenty to do. But those of us to choose, who choose to do it here have sought to do it in the context of a spiritual community, motivated by our connection to this web of life. There are plenty of opportunities to pray and meditate and study, alone or in community, in this town. And yet those of us who choose to do it here have an understanding that if we don't eventually somehow take it out into the world, it amounts to nothing but navel-gazing. A number of people have been talking to you over the past few weeks about the welcoming congregation, 
Um, Barbara mentioned it this morning. It's a way of affirming proudly and publicly the stance we've taken for years as a denomination and as a congregation of acceptance and affirmation of gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, and questioning individuals and their families. I've asked Rachel Hall, a co-chair of the Welcoming Congregation Committee, to speak to you more about it this morning. Good morning. Um, I'm Rachel Hall. She said... Um, when Susan asked me to speak to the congregation for two or three minutes um, about why the Welcome Congregation, congregation is important to me, um, I didn't tell, hesitate to tell her I would. And then I thought, oh my God, I can only talk for two or three minutes. <laughs> I could talk about why gay issues are important to me like all day. Um, but as a side note, since I only have two to three minutes, when I say gay, that includes gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, queer, questioning, intersex, two-spirited, polyamorous, asexual, pansexual, other, and anyone I may have left out, <laughs> including people that don't label themselves. So about six or seven years ago, I got a text from my baby brother. Actually, it was several texts, and when he's nervous about telling someone something, he tends to beat around the bush a little. He had gone off to college in August, and it was now February. He finally texted me that he had a valentine, and it was a boy. So basically, my brother came out to me via text message. My first thought was, duh, it's about time. And my second thought was, Why is he wasn't he telling me this in person so I can hug him and tell him how happy I am for him? But I knew the answer. No matter how much I supported him and tried to leave the closet door open for him, he felt that he was still afraid that I might have a negative reaction. And it truly made me sad that he felt that way, that society had made him feel that way. When he came out to one of our other sisters next, she called me crying. Not because she was upset about him being gay, she already knew that too, but because she was worried about how people were going to treat him. He's our baby and we're very protective of him. Needless to say, when he officially came out, so did my rainbow flag and my determination to make the world a better place for him. I also have a gay sister-in-law and countless gay friends. And I'm a little ashamed that it took my brother coming out to light the fire under my butt. When the term welcoming congregation was brought to my attention here, I had no idea what they were talking about. I thought it had something to do with new members to the church. When I found out what it meant, I thought, aren't we already a welcoming congregation? And I think probably several people here think the same thing. But once I really understood what it meant, I jumped right on board to make it happen. I love this church, and I want people from the gay community to know without a shadow of doubt that we want them here and we will embrace them here. Unfortunately, they can't get that everywhere. As far as we have come as a society, we still have a long way to go when it comes to embracing the gay community. We here at All Souls are very passionate about social justice, and we carry a lot of torches. But before we can go light the world on fire, we have to first make sure our own backyard is lit. Thank you. Um, for those of you who may be new to the church or may be visiting for the first time today, we are involved in a number of social justice causes here, most of them through an organization called Northern and Central Louisiana Interfaith. Um, that organization right now, which is a um, coalition of congregations and other institutions from across all lines in the community, um, is working on several issues, public education, uh, neighborhood revitalization and property standards, um, 
gosh, I don't, don't believe I'm going to draw a blank, workforce development to pair um, employers who have jobs with employees who need them and with training opportunities for those employees so that we improve the quality of our workforce. Um, and finally, just representation on juries in Caddo Parish, particularly capital juries. We've recently met a fascinating young woman named Sophie Cull who was involved with that effort. And recently, right here at All Souls, we had what um, is called a delegates assembly, where a lot of the members of interfaith from different parts of the community came together to caucus around these issues. We got to, we were together in the big group. We broke up in small groups. And as part of that meeting, we asked representatives of the Jewish, Christian, Islamic, and Unitarian Universalists, because they do get that we don't quite fit into any of those other categories, um, to speak about what each of our faith traditions has to say about our obligation to work for social justice. Barbara spoke quite eloquently about the seven principles, with emphasis on the first, the inherent worth and dignity of every person, and the seventh, the interdependent web, the principle that we've been celebrating today. As it happened that day, neither of the rabbis could be with us. Rabbi Kowaler was out of town, and Rabbi Jana de Benedetti had a conflict. However, at my request, Rabbi Jana sent me some things to read, and I was particularly struck by this one, and I'm not going to pronounce this correctly because I forgot to learn how, but the Pirkei Avot, or Ethics of Our Ancestors. And it says, It is not your duty to complete the work, but neither are you free to desist from it. That has stayed with me. It is not your duty to complete the work, but neither are you free to desist from it. In religious education, we teach the children that because Unitarian Universalism grew out of Christianity and because Christianity grew out of Judaism, learning all we can about these two traditions, embracing them, is like learning the very wisest stories of our parents and our grandparents. And I find that when I connect that wisdom with the wisdom from right here, from Barbara's song, accepting each one's difference, respecting nature's web that keeps us all connected so we value every thread, knowing that we create a web of life, knowing that we value every thread, it may not be our duty to complete the work, but neither are we free to desist from it. And can I have the pre-K and K-1 kids again to help with the extinguishing the chalice? As we blow out our chalice, let us take this light within us until we return. Oh, I've got to do it because we don't have the stool. The, the wedding people have misplaced Thank you, though. I'm going to stay up here and help me with We Create a Web of Life. We're going to do something with that again. Okay. okay. All right. Awesome. The response is the same as it was at the beginning. We create, oh, and by the way, we need to really make this a web now. If you, if you are comfortable doing so, can you stand and join hands with your neighbor? Because the web strands go that way, but they aren't connecting this way. Okay, you want to join hands with those guys? Wow. We create a web of life. This is finally the time to let go of that crazy notion that we can live separate and aloof from one another. We create a web of life. 
This is the time at last that we can come home to each other, to our mutual belonging. We create a web of life. And we create a web of life out of which every single one of us can use everything our stories have given us. We create a web of life. Let every encounter be a homecoming as we step forward now for the healing of our world. The world is not going to be saved by good people or noble people. The world is going to be healed, thank you, by ordinary people like you and like me and like these guys who are not afraid of pain and who are not afraid of loving each other. We create a web of life. Yes, we do. Go in peace.